Hey, 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 welcome to another version of the Pastor Duke Podcast. Today is going to be a lot of fun for me. I believe it's going to be a lot of fun for you as well. Today, I want you to meet Chad Clem. I like to call him Pastor Chad. My son-in-law, married to my firstborn daughter, Leah. We're going to learn all about how that happened. Oh, my God has had his hand moving among us for a long time. Uh, Chad it was part of the pastoral team of one of our seven church plants. I, I think he's a humorist. <laughs> oh, my. Lit up our family when he uh, joined our team. He's a gardener, a homesteader. That's close to my heart. But most of all, to me, he's an amazing father. Uh, gave us three wonderful grandchildren, which none of which have ever broken their parents' trust, just like their mama never broke our trust. So welcome to the podcast, Pastor Chad. How did you and Leah meet? What's that all about? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me here. It's a pleasure. I think you're funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, but yeah, so me and Leah, we, we met back in 1998. It was January or February of 98. I actually think that Scott and Rachel got us beat by like one month. I think they beat us by one month of knowing each other, meeting each other. But, uh, you know, I was all on the down low, man. I, I, I kind of used pulled the God card with my, uh, uh, hey, I think God wants me to learn a new language. That was my pickup line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Leah, Leah knew sign language. Well, and I, I thought it was pretty corny, but it, it worked. So, hey, it worked. you can't argue with the results. That's right. So I, I, I pulled my, my God card out. I used the line. Now, where are you at now? We got to back back up. You're getting all excited about the the he and the she and part of this, but uh, where are you at? You're you're at Word of Life Bible Institute. High 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 up in the Adirondack Mountains. Yeah, but uh, it didn't. You and Leah did, but you're from the South. What? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. So I'm originally from Alabama. Uh, roll Tide. Uh, or Auburn, depending on which family member's listening today. I was having a great podcast up until then. <laughs> For all my Ohio State fr- friends, it will forgive him. You know, he's under the blood. That's right. Okay. That's right. But then, yeah, I moved to Florida and grew up there, graduated high school. And uh, God got a hold of my heart. And I uh, heard about uh, Word of Life, went to a summer camp. God changed my life. I dedicated my life to him. And lo and behold, Word of Life, I don't know if you know this or not, but it is really far north in upstate New York. Especially when you're from Florida. Especially when you're from Florida. So Barely in the United States. Yeah, I'm like, what is snow? So I went to Word of Life, and to my surprise, uh, you know, snow up to the waist mm-hmm. uh, was how we went to, went to class Welcome in those days. Welcome up north. So. <laughs> we had fun. We had, we had a lot of fun. So that's how I made, made my way to New York. So you're in your second year at World of Life. That's right. And uh, what, what was, somebody caught your eye. What was that all about? Yeah, yeah. So I saw this very attractive young lady. Uh, you notice my that, voice change? That's her mama's <laughs> fault there. That's, I take no credit for that. That's but. right. But uh, yeah, she was signing, and I, I noticed her. And uh, I, have to, I have to be honest, I was actually dating somebody at the time. Found out she was dating somebody at the time. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought, well, gosh, uh, I'd love to be friends with her. I'd love to at least get to know her. Uh, had no idea what was going to happen next. Had no idea where God was going to take us. So We never do. <laughs> That's right. Just get close to him, put the pedal to the metal, and see what's up. That's right. Well, I want to chime in on that. She was dating somebody else, and he, he she brought him home to meet the parents. He was a great guy, but I could see that you know she respected him. He treated her fine. He was a great guy, but she, I had heard through the grapevine she met this guy from Florida named Chad, 
and she w- he was learning sign language from her, and I thought that was a little weird. And I, she was dating this other guy, but I kept hearing Chad, Chad, Chad. And I told Joelle, and I said, I don't know who this Chad guy is, but uh, something's happened between her and Chad, not between her and uh, the other fella. And turns out Papa Duke was right. <laughs> so pick up the story. Yeah. So I, I again, I, I, I chose my line carefully. God wants me to learn a new language. and He has to because he's talking to his father-in-law. <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> That's right. Um, but, you know, we got, we got to meet each other. We got uh, in that way, and it was kind of funny now looking back, but we got to know each other and not just know each other from going to class and, you know, hey, I have a class with you, but really got to hang out. I got to meet Leah's friends. I got to meet Sarah Fisher. I got to meet Jen Hine. I got to there was meet a whole bunch of our yeah. kids from Temple Baptist at the school at the time. Yeah, yeah tons and tons of people. So Temple Baptist was a, was a common you know, name of a church that was thrown around in our group of friends. Um, obviously, you know, it became a bigger part of the story, you know, as we got to know each other more. So, but that was, that was kind of our, that was kind of our start, you know, is just getting to know each other and, uh, really becoming just good friends. Okay. Now you're learning a little bit of sign language. Oh, yeah. uh, how soon till some sparks begin or was it pretty much immediate? Well, if I'm being really honest, it was pretty much immediate. I mean, uh-huh. you know, Leah's pretty easy on the eyes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and a husband as of 20, was, as was her mother, and a husband of 23 years can say that, right? So I've been preaching for 50 years now. Beautiful women will marry ugly men if we get close enough to God. So well, you say amen to that? That that's the ticket right okay. there. That's exactly yeah, well, what I did. Yeah, so. it, worked, it worked for me. So I just thought I'll keep preaching that. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, it's your meeting, you're talking, and the summer's coming. You're you're kind of wrapping up uh your two years there. Yeah. Yeah, second year. Ministry yeah, I had training. a on and, and you know, to, to maybe even go back a little bit further is I had my whole life planned. I thought I did. Oh, sure. Yeah. Everybody. And you know, like I said earlier, I had previously dated somebody else. I had previously accepted a position at a church my parents helped start in Florida. I had previously uh, decided to go to a, a, a Christian to finish my Christian education uh, with you know pastoral studies down in Florida. I had the whole thing planned out. So Jesus threw out all your plans. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you had something better. Well, well, it turns out, and I don't know if you've maybe you know this has happened to you, but when you when you are running from God and, and disobeying, things get kind of crazy and chaotic. And the minute you obey, He starts to write things. He starts to put things in order. Screaming, amen. And that's that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, literally, like as I look back, I just simply wasn't doing what I felt like what God told me to do. And when I finally did it, uh, God reordered and reorganized my life like within a two-week period. And in that two-week period, this is literally what happened. It was, it was, it was Easter Sunday, and I finally ended that relationship that he told me to end two years earlier. Now, me and Lee are just friends, right? Okay. I, I might come back and argue that point, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I did it. I finally did it. Uh, I ran for forever. You know, if you're at Word of Life, I ran all the way to the end and back and didn't even get tired. I was like wow. quoting the verse the whole time, right? Run and not get weary. But I finally did what God told me to do. Not only did I, um, did that, did I end that relationship, but then also you offered me an internship at Temple Baptist Church. So, and the church that I was supposed to go down into Florida, it, it, he called me and said, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So I literally lost everything in one day. And within two weeks later, I had an internship. 
I had a girl that I thought we were friends going, who maybe there's more here there. Maybe there's a future. And I got accepted to Liberty university all in a two week period. Well, from my vantage point, you're running out of school year. Everything's caving in on you. You desperately need an internship, which we were thrilled that we had a position open. I think I was the first intern. You know, right. You might be, I, that's going back. I'd like to claim that. Can I claim that? Go ahead. <laughs> Bob Wallace is in heaven. He'll I'll, Bob, I'll, listen, Bob Wallace and Bill Uhas will, 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 uh, will verify this. Okay. <laughs> okay. But we were off on having a summer internship program and I thought how greater thing this, uh, I knew G- Leah had a crush on you. I mean, it was, it was very evident. I thought it would get him under our, our wing. Were you going to come to love him or hate him? <laughs> this is going to be in or out, turn or burn. And it was, a it was, a the spirit of the Lord was upon you and upon us. It was a fun summer. Give some uh, memories from the internship. And oh, I know wow. it's two part church part, family part. Sure. You as, as the Lord leads you, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I remember, okay. <laughs> so, That's a loaded question. Yeah. I mean, well, I do remember starting the internship and I, I, you know, I was chomping at the bit. I was just ready to go. And we handed him a weed whacker. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Well, actually Bob Wallace handed me a, yes. a weed whacker and you know, I'd come in in the morning and he, with his, with his uh, pot of car f- coffee already made and, and, you know, three or four cups in, he would clear his throat and say, come with me, boy. <laughs> and I, I painted, I, I weed whacked the entire pond. Oh, wow. So, you know, well, I just like to go on record that you're not the only intern that we abused over the years who <laughs> was part of the program. Well, maybe I started it. It's a character well, development. Yeah, that's well, that's exactly what it was. It really is. And quite yeah. frankly, you know, you know, truth be told, I remember calling my parents and crying in that in the Finster's little studio apartment. I was yeah. staying there. It was a one bedroom apartment and I was crying at night and I called my mom and I said, I think I made a bad decision. And she said, stick it out. God led you here. It's going to be fine. And I want to say it was like the next day, the next, maybe like closer, you know, a couple of days later, you invited me to, uh, the first visitation that you took me on. So up until that point, I was, I was developing character <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of weed whacking going on. A lot of, a lot of trees being uh, watered. Uh, I did a lot of grounds work, but I remember that first in that the was our program work in the morning and then afternoon we'd do ministry training and mm. set you guys free for the evening to do whatever's going on in church. And, uh, if I had to do over again, <clears throat> do the same thing. <laughs> well, I remember that being pivotal yeah. uh, in my life. I remember you took me on a, on a visitation to a, a gentleman. He, he was, he was dying. Oh yeah. You remember this? Yeah, I do. And I remember Chuck you. Chuck Pettit. Okay. I remember. I didn't remember his name, but I remember you telling him all about Jesus and about the gospel, the good news. And he, I remember thinking that this is the first time I'd ever heard of anybody saying this. And this is what he said. He goes, I've never heard what you've just told me. Welcome to the Northeast. It was the Northeast, right? And I remember you had told me stories, Chad, it takes this long for a man to get saved, all this kind of fun stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. But to hear it from a person's mouth who's on their deathbed saying, I've never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. I thought, I've got to be a part of this. And and I think that that man passed away shortly after, didn't he? He did. Wow. So he got saved. And he came to Christ. Yes, he did. And I did his funeral and um, wow. his, his wife is serving the Lord today, probably listened to this podcast. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. She's Isn't that lady. cool? Yep. So that that struck me. That was a memory that sticks out. I'll tell you, um, I, I had many of those stick out. At I, I remember um, going to Temple 
by, you know, we, we could go on the weekends to church and obviously, you know, Lee and I and the whole crew would come to temple. And I remember Dave Philobus, you remember him? Oh yeah. From Egypt. He, from Egypt. Yeah. He was there. I want to say it was a Sunday night, Sunday night church. And he had you come up to the front and I was standing at the back. I think I was with Chris Uhas, like helping with sound or something. And he had you come up to the front and he honored you and asked everybody to come up and pray over you. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember like weeping at the back of the building and say, it literally sang, because I'd kind of grown up in different churches and moved around and I had some great ministry experiences, good church experiences, but I've also had some negative ones growing up. And I remember thinking, I've never seen a church that loves their pastor so much. And I thought, I've got to figure out how to be a part of what's going on here in the Northeast. And that's kind of like where I feel like in those formative internship years that I really felt like God said, this is where you need to be. Formative months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> formative months. Yeah. It's true. Cause it all happened in three months. That's right. Yeah. A whole lot happened in three months. And, uh, God was doing huge things in our church at that time. It was really mm. the apex and, and big crowds and great services and wonderful people coming in and going out <clears throat> from among us. So uh, the summer's ending, you get a little twinge for the Northeast, <clears throat> and you're heading down to Liberty yeah. University. Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> now I remember at the end of the summer, she's kind of coming back from her summer program at Word of Life. And, right. Uh, let me tell you, sparks were flying now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was really unique for us, right? So Lee and I, we liked each other. We knew it. But we also had this time apart. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was really instrumental in getting to know you. And getting to know Joellen. Did you ever have dinner in our house that night? Oh, summer? yeah. Oh, my gosh. We, all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it was really cool because I got to know Rachel. Yeah. And we got That's to be, our younger daughter. Yeah, we got to be close friends. And, and Duke. The Duke. We've got some stories there as well. So, quite frankly, you were interviewing me and I was interviewing you. This is very true. <laughs> we had a lot of fun together. But I remember driving. We were in Mechanicville. You took me on another visitation. If you can't tell, Chad is an energy giver and he has some uh, certain ethnic people that uh, travel with him. He pulls them out of the suitcase and <laughs> it was a fun summer for oh, all we had, of us. Oh, we, we had a ton of fun. But that, I, I remember one thing you said to me and then maybe, maybe we can move on, right? Because I've talked a lot about the internship. But... I remember you said, you looked at me, we're driving to Mechanicville, you stopped at a stop sign, the many stop signs of, of Mechanicville, and you said, Chad, I know you love God, I know you love food, and I think you love my daughter. And to me, that was like, that's it. Her dad approves, <laughs> like, like this is going to happen. So I was a happy man in Mechanicville that day. <laughs> you did win our hearts, not just our daughter, but all of our hearts, and it's been a, been a lot of fun. And uh, God had a bunch of stuff up his sleeve. Now, God doesn't put the easiest way before his best people. So now you're heading down to Liberty to wrap up a couple more years of, of ministry training. So just resume the story there and uh, put that in about five minutes because we got a lot of other father stuff I want to jump on. But I'm, I'm having a blast reliving all of this. Yeah, this is fun. So, yeah, we made our way to Liberty. Uh, and this time, uh, well, we all went. The, the, a lot of yeah. the crew from, from yeah. Temple that was at Word of Life, we all went. And we had a blast. Um, But at Liberty, uh, we really discovered, Lee and I, if we're talking marriage stuff, like this is real. And it wasn't just a summer thing. It wasn't just we like each other. We were great friends. We had a good friend base. We had a lot of good experiences together. But we started dreaming of doing ministry together as well. And I think that really led to, well, then let's dream to do life together. And it started and I was, gosh, I was 20 years or 20 years old. Yeah, at the time. And so now we're talking 98, 99. 
And then uh, he was a typical Southern boy. Had a pickup truck. I did. <laughs> I didn't see the rifle rack in the back. He might, he's got lots of guns. So <laughs> I didn't see the rifle rack in the back. But <laughs> maybe we take maybe that took part that out. down to to meet the family there. But uh, that's right. So you're at Liberty and God's working. Yeah, and, uh, I'm going to school. Leah's going to school, and we just realized uh, we're, this is real, and this is going to lead to something that's forever. And we had those conversations and Leah decided, Hey, you know, I don't want to keep racking up debt. That's not what I want to do. She sought wise counsel, went home, became an interpreter. It's what she wanted to do. And for the last six, six to seven months uh, of schooling there at Liberty, I was by myself. Well, I wasn't with her. Yeah. She um, just did three years of college and, yeah. and dropped out to just to, to enter her career as a, a sign language interpreter. And it's been a fabulous career. Fabulous. But, yeah. Yeah, but she had the foundation. And I remember Leah came back from a third world missions trip to, to um, Mexico, and she kind of set up her daddy and said, uh, Dad, you need to understand something. After all I've seen, she goes, I will never go into the ministry. And I almost cried. And then she smiled and said, I'm staying in. It's all I've ever known, and it's all I ever want. And uh, she's lived, it, lived that out. And mm. uh, God's providence, it was going to be with you. And so continue your story. Thank yeah. you for letting me jump in. But I am the father-in-law. And I, <laughs> it is my podcast. I can jump in when I want you to. Do, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, you know, I think maybe I'll jump off of that a little bit is that, it, you know, I, I've spoken with a lot of couples over the years about ministry and it, and it really is a team with the husband and wife to do ministry. And I'm very grateful for how you and Joellen led the way for us as an example, because I didn't really have to explain a lot to Leah. Lee didn't have to, true. you know, she just, it was just part of our life. And so those, especially those early years, you know, with college and then we, so I graduated in 2000 with a pastoral degree from Liberty. Um, we got married uh, that same year in August, August 2000. I think you had about the same amount of money as I did when I got married. Yeah, it's called zero. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I graduate, I mean, Hey, it was easier did. for us to do it ourselves than to watch you guys do it. But oh, it's true. God took care of us and he took care of you. That's too. right. But yeah. And so I, I mean, we just decided I'm going to move up to, uh, upstate New York and figure this thing out. And there was a church plant that we we're really excited about being a part of. And, uh, and that's exactly what we did. I graduated. We moved up here, up, up to New York. We got married in 2000 and helped start a church in uh, 2002. So fires were burning for a pretty young lady and fires are burning for the Northeast because you came kind of from the Bible belt and now you're up, uh, where the gospel rubber meets the road mm -hmm. and, uh, New York, we get a dirty look, a left hook, and your money took <laughs> on a good day. That's right. That's right. And uh, church planting, that's what we've all been about. And I think it was uh, church plant number five that was brewing. Now, I watched you get tested right from the beginning because this church plant was supposed to start one year prior to when it actually did start. And uh, it, it completely threw a wrench. And you were... You had your education, and and you're ready to roll, and, and the plans again are all set, and then it didn't happen on that time frame at all. And I remember you uh, becoming a waiter in a restaurant. Yeah. Friendlies. <laughs> Friendlies in Clifton Park. God gives grace to the humble. God was saying, it's time to humble this young man of God. I remember, I remember you saying, I was having trouble, uh, you know, processing all of this, right? ministry, what to do, I'm ready to go. Why can't I just go? And you said, Chad, it, this happens with everyone. You're going to have to pay your dues. I didn't want to hear what you had to say. 
fact, I didn't like what you had to say. But man, were you right. <laughs> so I know I don't say that often, and maybe you don't hear it often, but man, you were right. There's no shortcuts. Uh, any church planter knows and is saying a hearty amen. Mm. None of us like it, but it is part of the character building and uh, learning to trust the Lord uh, through all these things. And so you're waiting upon the Lord. And I remember the embarrassment. Duke Kirk, missionary to England, and then God shut the door. We're not going to England. And and you know that that had to be a hard year for you. And uh, it was, it was, you know, and 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 you know, early on in our marriage, you know, I'd brought you know a lot of baggage in uh, to our marriage, and so you know, kind of talking about marriage and and you know, Lee and I've been married, yeah, switching gears here because it kind of brought up a quick thought here. Is that you know, while I wanted something that I felt like was good, it didn't mean I was ready. And maybe sometimes I still feel like that today. But early on in our marriage, we went through a lot, and I'm, uh, you know, especially two years in uh, to our marriage. That at this point, the church had had already started. Um, of course, I was the children's pastor at that time. You know, kind of just doing what we needed to do to keep yeah. the church going, and. Um, you know, our pastors really stepped in and helped us mm-hmm. and really ministered to us. And, you know, we said it back then, we'll say it today. They loved us back to life. And so we're grateful for that. We really are. Uh, our marriage wouldn't be what it is today without that investment. And so uh, I'm grateful for it. We're, we're Like I said, we're 23 years in this August. Uh, but at the time, you know, like you said, you're ready to go. That must have been hard. That was, it wasn't just a year. It was like three or four years, five years because not only did I work at Friendly's, but I also worked at the bank, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I didn't go full time, even though I was helping as though I, as much as I could. I didn't go full time at the yeah, church. Yeah, you were only only doing about forty hours at the church that first three four <laughs> yeah, years. I don't know. Yeah, and then you, then you went full time to up to sixty and yeah. seventy. I'm not sure what it ended up being, but uh, yeah, it was probably 2006 that I really began full time ministry. So a good four or five years six years of, of waiting and, and, and helping and serving as best we could. And you know, well, I was bivocational. I was the lead pastor. I was bivocational for almost five years. And then your wife said she was about five years old at this time. She goes, when I was, the church was finally able to give me a salary. She goes, my daddy's a pastor. He doesn't work anymore. Oh, I love that. So I haven't worked for about 45 years now. So, uh, <laughs> uh boy, amazing, amazing how God had his hand on it. Well, Chad, you know, we're, you're you're in the ministry now, and the church plant is growing, and you're 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 really find preachers find out what your gift set is, and I knew you were funny, and I knew you were loyal, and I knew you had tremendous character, you had a great work ethic, but you don't know what your skill sets are. But you know, we fast forward all these years, and those of us who know you well, you and Leah as a team have a tremendous. Um, we think you got a great marriage. Uh, Love my daughter uh, passionately. It, it's funny. One quick story here. Back when you guys first met, Leah says, "Oh, Dad, you're gonna love Chad." This is when she admitted that <laughs> you're gonna love Chad. He's just like you. And I've gotten to know you, and our skill sets are totally different. I, the only thing that we're really the same on is we're both energy givers, and you love her like I love her mama. And outside of that, we are really different people. But your skill sets uh, obviously were a huge blessing to the church and different roles and you know, administrative abilities were great. But your ministry thing, just I think you, you, a lot of your ministry is just your marriage and your parenting. You've, you've got three beautiful children, and 
I have opportunity to brag here that your oldest daughter, Emily, is at Highlands College preparing her life right. for the Lord's work. Andrew uh, graduates this year, one year. Uh, well, you guys jumped on the kid thing and you know, waited a couple of years, and bam, 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 here they come. <laughs> and um, um, Andrew has a, a tremendous music gift from God, a great drummer, great keyboard player, picks up any instrument, pick. And he has a heart for ministry as well. So, and, and they've never broken your trust. So, uh, just uh, unfold a little bit about the the marriage things, what you're learning, and of course, you put all of that into your ministry. And a lot of couples have drawn strength from you guys. So, I, I don't know if I put this in form of a question or an observation, but uh, figure it out and talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, maybe my disclaimer is that we've made a lot of mistakes uh, along the way, and. My hope is that we've done a great job of learning from those mistakes and tried to do the opposite. And I think, I think you know, one of the things that I've told my kids and that's something that's really, really helped Leah and I over the years is to just remember that God is a God of order. And when you put anything out of order, your life is chaos. Mm-hmm. I've, I've experienced it. We have not been the best parents all the time. We haven't been the best husband, the best wife. <laughs> You know, we, we're, we're just normal people trying to figure things out, right? And I think you say that because you look to the scriptures as your model, which is a perfect model, and we all fall short of the glory of God. But let me tell you, among people, um, a lot of people argue and say, yeah, you, you, you've been great role models. Oh, I appreciate that. It's I think so, and I'm your father. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this, maybe maybe um, we've, we've had a lot of great models around us, so, you know, Right. So go back to my history, even though my, my parents were divorced when I was four, but when they remarried, they've been consistent and stable since then. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very grateful for my mom and my, my dad. Um, and I'm grateful for my step parents as well. They've been huge Mm -hmm. in stability and consistency and in love for, for me. And quite frankly, then when I got married, my wife, they love her like a daughter. And so I've had great role models in that. I've, we've had great role models with you and Joellen. You, you've been married how, how many years now? 46. Okay, so see, that's rare. 47 this year. And my parents, so I'm 45, and when I, you know, they got married when I was six and seven. So do the math, you know, thir- over 35 years. So when I look around, like, our circle of how do we do this life, we've got, we had really consistent emotionally and spiritual uh, people. And, you know, I'm thankful to God that, like, people aren't the same today as they were yesterday. Right. So what I mean by that is God changes you, God grows you and who I know my parents to be today and who I know you to be today. We have a very fulfilling relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about many, many things. Me and your daddy or your daddy and I proper English, but you know, how New York is, uh, uh he, uh, we both observed this with you and Leah that when you were going through big life decisions, we're going to do this, we got to do that. You always went to your parents and us, First, always did and uh, listened. You know, I've had people come to me and not listen, and you guys kind of did. Uh, and I, I think that some people have helps all around them, just don't don't cash them in. Mm. You guys did, and so um, yeah, the, the God was putting things, but He was also going to He's making you into that couple that others would draw from. Mm. I think you know, as as I'm thinking about it more. I hate to say it, but in order to have a strong relationship, you got to go through hard things. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, we went through a really tough time about, about a year and a half, two years in our marriage. And it took us a really long time to heal. You know, we, we both, uh, needed to work on a lot of things personally. And thank God we did. Thank God we had a good church around us. Thank God we had good pastors around us. Thank God we had good family around us. Um, we went to counseling, we did the whole thing. And so I'm really grateful for how God helped us. But then, you know, back in 2008, when Eliana was born, that was a huge turning point for our marriage because, you know, our daughter would ha- having to have open heart surgery, you become very, very close. Well, these, even before the surgery yeah. in, in vitro, you That's guys right. got news. She, the doctors thought she had the George syndrome, mm-hmm. which could mean a myriad of, All kinds of, of awful stuff. things. Yep. And so, of course, the world in New York State, they're saying abort the child, which was never, ever, ever an option. Even, uh, an option. So it wasn't like she's born and there's a problem. You knew a problem was awaiting. Of course, we all pulled together, all your two families, our family, and uh, lots of people from the church plant family and our our church family, which loved you guys. So uh, here comes Eliana. Yeah. Pick up the story. Yeah, man. um, You know, I look back, it was pretty, we were in a desperate situation. And I remember... So I'll kind of brag on my wife a little bit. I remember the night before the surgery. So she had had her, she'd had Eliana. Now, you know, she's fresh out of labor. Okay. We've stabilized Eliana. Now it's time to have the surgery. And day two, day two, you got it. And going to be eight, nine hours of of surgery and her heart's the size of a plump uh, strawberry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're in the, we're in the hospital room because, you know, Lee hadn't been discharged yet. And. Leah wakes me up and she's wailing. She's crying. And it was the, I, I like, I look back now and it was the closest thing I can like to Jesus praying and crying in the garden of Gethsemane. I'm not trying to over spiritualize it, but I'm just, I've never seen anybody do that. And the only thing I needed to do was I crawled in bed with her and I just held her. And we were, we felt very alone. We felt very desperate. And she literally cried out, God, please let me take her place. And I just said, yikes. Yeah, I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> I just said, after that, how can I move forward without deep, <laughs> desperate love for this woman? And we really, truly, I think it really, truly uh, changed our relationship with one another. Our trust level went up. Our love for one another went up. Our passion for one another went up because we had this unifying thing that we needed to face together. And that's where, like, even, even today, we can still go back to that and say, that's where you, great unity with, with each other came from. So, you know, maybe like you said earlier, Hey, you're a great couple. Okay. Got it. I got it. But like, we had to go through that to get there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't subscribe uh, anybody to that or not prescribe that to anybody. I want somebody to go through a, a hard thing, but that is how we grow uh, is when we're tested and when we're, when there's pressure. And so I look back at that and say, while I don't ever want to do that again, um, I'm extremely grateful for how God's used it to um, unify us. We're a great team. You are. And I admire uh, you have strong hands. You're a strong leader in the home, in in ministry, with couples. You're a strong counselor, but you do it with such a tender heart. And um, I I saw how you led my daughter uh, spiritually through those dark days. And, um, of course, God put his hand on it. The surgery went 
pretty well. And there was another complication four more days later, another surgery. Yeah. So we were there surgery. We were there almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she's, uh, 14 years old now. And just about three months ago, what happened down in Orlando, Florida, <laughs> national champs, cheerleader, <laughs> national <laughs> champs. That's what it's her new name. Hey, national champ going over here and hang out with your papa. That's right. It's amazing. Uh, I just got goosebumps just thinking of, of course, we were there at your side when that was going on. I mean, as much as you can be, we weren't in the room and in the aloneness and, and that, that moment, but uh, God was uh, forging you in the fires, and we, we you've come forth as gold, uh, as as a man of God, but also as 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 a husband to a beautiful young woman, and an amazing father to uh, three great kids. Uh, talk to us a little bit, some of your thoughts about parenting, and uh, you see a lot of things that aren't going so well for parents. Um, I'm just going to let you do the speaking here because I could take over real quick because I just saw a lot of good in how you do it. Well, okay. I'm going to give you my secret. The secret to parenting is watching the dog whisperer with Caesar <laughs> Milan. <laughs> I have an amen. So literally the minute the dog gets out of order. Okay. So that was my technique. He doesn't yell at his kids. <laughs> just, I've never yeah. heard him yell at his kids. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> so I know that sounds really funny, but you know, early, early, early in parenting, I started using it and I thought I was crazy and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to yell. I didn't want to, you know, do all this other stuff, but, but I just, the minute I felt like they were kind of getting out of the, so, yeah. so there's parameters, right? My daddy always said it like this, like there's these guardrails, just don't hit them or don't go outside of them. And every once in a while he'd have to bounce us back in. Well, the minute they got the guardrail, I'd go, Shh. Now, I, you know, it, it wasn't exactly like that. I, I just want to go on record. I did not treat my children like dogs. No, uh, <laughs> no But, but it was close. helpful to me to, the, the second something started to get out of hand, I wanted to be on top of it because what I found in my own life is that if I let things go, it was really hard to come back. And this started out when they're like 18, 15, you know, 15, 18 months old. Yeah, yeah, really, really young, it, you know. I don't remember each one of them was kind of different. I've never we, seen you even be slightly harsh with your children, uh, but strong. And mm. they, it's like they got it and they don't really push the envelope. Uh, it's kind of like, well, Eliana does. <laughs> she, she's our the negotiator. National, the national champ. <laughs> she's our negotiator. <laughs> the one that the fighter, the fight through the heart issues that's, that's and right. the diaphragm issues. Uh, but she's still a darling child too. And that, okay. She might press the envelope, but you've maybe done more to her. <laughs> yeah. But I've never heard you have to really doesn't even, I've heard you be firm, but not, mm. not loud, not harsh. And, uh, wow. I have to watch the dog whistle more, more often. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes me laugh thinking about it, you know, <laughs> but it, it, if you ask Leah, she would, she would say that there's, there's truth in that. So, um, that was, that was a huge help to me. Just taking these practical tips of the minute, you know, things went. So, so my parents were really different, right? So my dad military, you know, um, go get you a switch. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I had to do that. Go pick your own switch. Right. Uh, and my mom was completely different. Right. So she was more of the adventurer and, you know, let's go down, you know, whatever. So, um, I had, uh, a, you know, <laughs> a multifaceted raising. Uh, so maybe now I felt like maybe as a parent, I was a little more well-rounded, right? Um, I'd, I'd also say this, I think, um, we weren't always this way, Leah and I, but 
when we realized it was more important for us to be on the same page first mm-hmm. and then the kids, that's when it really started clicking in. Yeah, that's the what term what I would say you modeled it. Mm. You two are one. Christ and his church are one. And uh, you had a oneness and you didn't let your kids, you know, you weren't the easy gone guy and mama was tough or ma- you were mama was tough and you were softy because I kind of leaned towards the softy side myself. If I had to do over again, Joanne was tougher than I was, (laughs) (laughs) but we did well. I mean, our kids turned out great. You know, we, we turned out, but uh, Joel and I look back and said, I think Chad and Leah did a little bit better than we did, but we did well. We did well. We had the Lord bless us, but you do something and uh, I love it. It's, it's a birthday and we're, we all gather the whole family, everybody that's there and it's one of your children's birthdays. Tell us what happens. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I actually, I actually learned this uh, from my pastor over the last twenty years. But I started modeling it with my kids. We started doing it at family functions, um, and it's it's very reminiscent of the letter that you read to us every that you write to us every Christmas, right? Yeah. And so uh, I don't know that something that I you know, maybe phrase, I'll, I'll let you say that you started it. How about that? <laughs> I don't care who started it. <laughs> we do it. But yeah. when I see at our family birthday parties and we're major foodies, the groceries are oh, yeah. significant and ready yeah. to, ready to not too shabby, right? low, not too shabby. And then we call everybody together and then you focus mm. on that child. Yeah. I want them to know that we're all here for them. And I want them to know that their dad sees them. Oh, say that again. I want them to know that their dad sees them. Yeah, and then you go around the circle and allow each of us to speak into and over our grandchild or cousin or whoever it is, mm. some character quality about them that we think or we're very excited about, we're very proud of. Mm. Well, I stand there every every birthday for year in and year out, and I know my other kids have are modeling this as well. And, and, and I, I, I tried to do that too, but I just, it's more fun watching you do it than <laughs> when I do it myself. And gotcha. then I, I watch these kids just get it. They, mm. they know that, man, I got a dad and a mom that love me and a Papa and Mia, and a grandma, uh, it's Mia and depending on which set of grandkids. Right. And, uh, they're loved aunts and uncles that love them, cousins that love them. Uh, it's, it's, it's holy ground. It's holy ground. And I just see, these kids with structure, with love, and the world's dazzling. You know, uh, Leah never broke our trust, but the world that your kids grew up in is way harsher and yeah. more dangerous than the world that you and Leah grew up in. Agreed. And yet the power of biblical principle and the power of love, doesn't matter how bad the world gets, it's it's still working. And so I've seen you affirm uh, them. And, and as you're doing it, you're, infer- you're affirming your wife, you affirm your friends, and it's a uh, it's a whole bunch of Jesus inside of you. And I'm I'm watching. We're watching this series together, The Chosen. And I see Jesus do it. The disciples really screw up, and Jesus comes <laughs> along and puts his arm around them and he corrects them. Oh yeah, but he does it in such an affirming way. I've seen you do that with your kids. So uh, well, I think it also they're they're hearing what everybody has never said that whole year. There's wow. the, like this strange thing that we don't like. We don't bless each other when we're in front of each other, but when we're challenged to do so, we'll do it. Right. And so every, so each kid, each person gets to hear what everybody thinks deeply about them. So there's this really cool, like we're, Hey, we're all doing this together and we all see this about you. 
these different things, right? And so, and you'll hear like the different personalities come out, right? So, uh, yes, we you know, do. you'll hear, you know, you'll hear Rachel say something about one of the kids and it's something that's very joyous because Rachel has this very passionate and bubbly personality. You'll hear, you know, you say something because you're really funny and you're going to bring up a funny story about the kids and talk about, you know, the Papa Monster and do these different things. So it gets everybody to express their love in their own way. And the individuality is honored. Yeah. It, it gives an uh, opportunity for it to come out, not only for the one being uh, affirmed, but for all of them. And they can't wait for their birthday to be affirmed, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it happens at all with all of our children now mm. and all of our grandchildren. So that's a, a beautiful thing to be a part of. Uh, Chad, there, uh, we, you know, we got maybe 10, 12 more minutes here. But um, talk about the power of modeling uh in the family, uh, your, your ministry church, church members are watching you, your children are watching you. And, uh, you've mentioned about the role models that you've seen and gleaned from, but, uh, you've become that, that role model, uh, no pressure, <laughs> uh, <I hope. laughs> uh, but, um, talk about the power of that uh, a little bit. Mm. I'll tell you one thing that's really blessed me is my wife respects and honors me in public. Yes, she does. And like, I, I've, I've listened to like, this is something small, but we'll go out to dinner. And when we get done, if the kids, you know, they, maybe they forgot to say thank you. She'll go, Hey guys, thank dad. And I'm like, Oh, well, well, guys, thank mom too, you know, because it's us. But what she's doing is teaching the kids, you know, Hey, honor your dad. He took us out to dinner, but you know, that's a small thing. Like with a, from a parenting perspective, but she also doesn't, doesn't talk negatively to my kids or about to me. Any, or to us or about to anybody. You. Yeah. yeah now she has a lot to say <laughs> if she, she really, direct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if she really wanted to, there'd be a lot of material to cover, but, but one of the things I've respected in Leah's growth is while, see, that wasn't always true early on in our marriage. Um, she just said what she felt like she needed to say, but as she's grown and as I've grown and we've begun to respect one another, I have really appreciated that in public or at church or, you know, specifically at church, she speaks very highly of me or at least, or at least, you know, honors in a way of not saying anything negative. And, and I do the same. And so, you know, you talk about modeling. I think that that's something that any young couple, if they could get this is like, have your private conversations when you're at home, but publicly speak the best about your, about your spouse. Yeah. And that's something that's been so helpful and so, um, such a blessing in our marriage, but we haven't always been that way. Again, like this is like, again, 23 years worth of hard work. So. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've seen that in action and primary need of a man is praise mm -hmm. affirmation and, yep. and affirmation. And that's my spiritual gift as an exhorter. And my need is affirmation. And uh, when a woman will give that affirmation, uh, for her husband publicly, it, it, it's very powerful. It changes him. It can build him up or take yep. them out. That's right. Yeah. And the powers that God gives women to, um, make their marriage, uh, phenomenal or, or even destroy it. And a lot of times they're just trying to get their way and they're, they're doing way more harm. That's right. You can get your way and lose everything. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've really, uh, seen powerfully in you guys. And, uh, another, there's an area of, <clears throat> we feel that you have kind of an area of expertise in reference to marriage and counseling and, and modeling is in reference to finances. Cause you started out with nothing and mm. you've done humbling jobs and, and, uh, you've 
done really well financially and you've been a source of strength for, uh, uh, I know my son and, in counseling. So give some principles, um, you know, financial principles and how it works in marriage and all, all the above. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd have to, I have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, Dave Ramsey really helped change, but let's be really critical of that and say where credit is due. He got all that from the Bible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, she so, did. Yeah. Yes. Don't so forget that. God made it up. <laughs> Dave Ramsey told us all Packaged about it. it up. Yeah. He did a great job. And so, but we didn't do that early on. In fact, early on, you know, I just, I was kind of like, I'm just this free guy. You know, I'm, I love adventure. Live in the city of pants. It worked out for this. Pastor Duke. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, I used to tell, I mean, Leah would, <laughs> so you mentioned a, a man's need is, number one need is affirmation. So a woman's number one need is security. Yep. So, you know, early on in our marriage, here's how I provided security, at least I thought, and I got no affirmation back. I can tell you that. Leah would be crying because she would look at the budget and with the lack of budget and the finances. And I would go, babe, we got all the money in the world. Now that answer was good enough for me <laughs> because, you know, God owns the cattle and the thousand hills and all this fun stuff. And I was kind of trying my best to speak in faith, but quite frankly, I was speaking out of a lack of wisdom and naivety <laughs> as in my youth, but she would cry at night. And it wasn't until quite frankly, I stepped up after years of pain and really tough financial conversations with one another, like finances led us to cry with one another. And well, let me look. I didn't cry. Instead, she cried, you know, but you weren't yelling at one another. No you were crying together. This was frustration. At, yeah, 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 exactly. But it was also, we don't have enough. So there's well, Leah security. grew up that way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> she told me one time. So I should say thank you. Yeah. Early in the minute, earlier in your marriage, uh, it was a, a, a crisis and financially, and she called, Dad, I need your counsel. So I went over. I, I didn't know if you were even knew about it. I went over to counselor and I, I it was in the apartment upstairs on the in the park in Mechanicville. Oh yeah, eight oh nine Park Place. Yeah. And um, I walked in and she goes, Dad. She goes, um, I just had a talk with the Lord. And all I've ever seen God be with you and mom is awesome. He always came through. I don't need your counsel at all. God is enough. I'm like, okay. And I went home <laughs> and uh, you needed a miracle. And about yeah. two weeks later, she called me and God did the miracle That's right. and it, it worked out. And like, There were times in our marriage where we literally, like we boiled it down to exactly the a cost we needed and we would get a random check or a random card that wasn't signed by somebody and that just said, thank you for your ministry. Or thank you for, you know, praying for me, whatever it was, and it had cash in it. I never knew who it was. So you're saying God does math? God God does math, yeah. And in fact, one of my favorite lines to Leah was, Leah, I don't know how we're making it, but God's plan, I think God's playing with our bank account at night while we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was convinced of that. But so that gets you by for a certain amount of time. Lessons being learned. Lessons being learned. And I remember, uh, I'll tell the story kind of quickly, is I remember... We, we wanted to give towards an offering. So we've, I, let me just first and foremost say this. Finances start and end with the tithe. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because if you don't, if you can't trust God with the 10% that he says, please give back to me, how do we think that we're going to manage the 90 that's supposed to be ours? So he's not asking for 90. He's asking for 10. So we've always freely given. It's something that Leah, you taught Leah. It's something my parents taught me. We've never questioned it. I have dreamed about what I could buy if I had not done it <laughs> and been tempted to not do it, but we've never done it. Uh, uh, never stopped, I should say. So long story short. And you taught your children from day one. Yeah, our kids yeah. are tithers. 
um, as well. We taught our kids to do the same thing. So finances start with God. Then they go to you. Then they go to others. And so we, we have these, these financial principles, but we wanted to give an offering that was above our tithe and we just couldn't come together unified on an amount. And we, it was the whole thing over again, you know? And for the first time I decided, I, I, well, I believe the Holy Spirit led this. I said, I, I just heard God say, quit talking to her head and lead her heart. And we talked for the first time. We didn't get frustrated. We just talked and we talked about what we felt God wanted us to do. And we talked about how God is leading us and how he's taking care of us. And that led me to kind of step up and go, okay, I need to manage this. And she'd been so, th- I've been so grateful for her managing it before, but I, I, I did it. This was about seven years ago, eight years ago. And I took over the budget and we found money all of a sudden that we didn't know we had. And it, that's not a knock on Leah. It was just, everything started to flow in a direction when I felt like I did exactly what I was supposed to do as far as leading my family. It was tough. We So you're saying, uh, your problems could be God's opportunities. Yeah, it was. Here's what I'm really saying. 90% of the time, it's the man's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I finally got in line with what God wanted me to do. And we followed God's principles from fi- for finances. And God has truly blessed us. And, uh, you know, we followed the principles of Dave Ramsey. We're out of debt. We own our house, you know, but we don't own anything else. And God's taking good, great care of us. Mm-hmm. And we're eternally grateful for these biblical, listen, God has a plan for every single person's life, not just some people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if we just do it, going back to that, God is a God of order. If you do things in order, your life will be in order. And we just find that it's really simple. It doesn't mean it's easy to do, by the way. But the steps that he's laid out are really, they're just black and white. And so we're trying our, be- we're trying our best to, to follow those steps. Well, as you and Lee are going through all of this stuff, we're watching. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't know the details. And you guys were never crybabies and never ran, help. You were never that way at all. But we knew it was, it was game on for you. And it was always a reminder how it was game on for us. And I knew the day uh, I walked uh, Leah down that aisle on my arm and gave her hand to you, in marriage that uh, she would follow your leadership if you were to provide it. And here it is 23 years down the road. And I I think you've provided it quite well, Mm. but I did have a memory. We're going back up a little bit. Sure. It just came to my mind. It was time to, uh, you wanted to marry Leah and you were old school and you're going to come to her daddy. Oh yeah. And, uh, I knew that I could, I knew this was coming. And so talk about that for a moment. <laughs> well, I had, I had this whole plan, right. And I, I had even, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I, I got the ring and I had planned this whole thing out. Okay. And one Sunday we went to the Somervilles and we had just a blast and I'm like, tonight's the night I, I blew up my whole plan. I had given the ring to Joellen and I said, do not let me have this ring back until, so I can do the plan. So she argued with me <laughs> that she was so faithful to not give me the ring. And I had to, I had to beg her to give it to me because I wanted to, I wanted to ask Leah to marry me. So we're, we're going through this whole rigmarole and I'm like, I got to ask Leah, I got to ask Leah's dad. You do. I did. Yeah, that's right. So I, I come to you. 
You're watching a basketball game. I was. Down at the, the, the smaller house down and in the Lord's And I knew that I knew that I knew why you were there. But That's right. I was kind of Well, you know you, you didn't give me eye contact at all. You remember uh, that? I did. I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So you're watching the basketball game, and here I am. Man, I bet I pontificated for like 15 minutes about all the stuff we're going to do, and I'm going to take care of her and everything. And fine, I mean, you just let me go. You, you know, you're being very gracious, I think. And you finally looked at me, you pressed mute on the TV and you went, you want to marry my daughter or what? <laughs> and I went, yeah. And you just said, okay. And you unmuted the TV and you didn't say anything else. So I, I was wanting to watch him sweat it out a little bit. <laughs> of course, you did make me cut 10 quart of wood after that. That's true. That is true. That and was I, a dowry. I learned I that did, in the Bible. And I did it. Jewish custom. I cut 10 quart of wood by hand. Yes, you, he did. He's he's telling the truth here, but that's the way father-in-law's role. And now you got a you got a beautiful young yes, da- I do uh, daughter in at college, college right now, and she has a fella who has his smart eyes uh, <laughs> on her. We'll see. And we'll see. So now uh, you're the, the you're I'm on the other side of it. On the other side of it now. So we got about. A minute and a half, two minutes left here. Uh, Got to wrap this up. But, man, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, admonition for um, uh, younger couples launching out and ministry, anything that just kind of follow up the Holy Spirit uh, mm. as you think of family ministry. Maybe it's, maybe it's almost a summary of some of the things we talked about is, okay, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll talk a little bit about some things that I've taught my kids over the years is that, you know, God will use situations and people in your life that you can compare or you can confirm. So God will use things in your life that maybe they didn't work out, but gosh, there were so many good things about it. But then when some, the right thing comes along, the right person comes along, you can say, I'll compare that. Or God will use it to confirm it. Oh, this is right. Or this is wrong. And so, I think, I think we've used that. We've done our best. We're not perfect. We haven't got it all figured out. We're still learning. I'm 45. Um, I'm in a totally different season of my life trying to figure things out. But thank God for his grace and thank God for his mercy that we've learned some things along the way. And this is what I would say your question was about admonition for maybe younger couples. Take your time. There is no rush. Take the time specifically because this has been such a blessing to me. And this is something that I've prayed over my children every single night. I walk to their bedrooms, I stand at the door, and I pray this. God, I pray that they, you provide a spouse that loves you and that loves my son or my daughter and that loves us. Those are the three things I pray for. I can't control the other things. I can't even control those, quite frankly. But gosh, if they'll, if they'll just love God, if they'll just love my kid, and they'll love us, we got this thing covered. Yes, sir. And you know what, Chad? I don't know if you knew this, but that's the exact same prayer that uh, Joellen and I prayed uh, when Leah was born uh, October 8th, 1978 at Bellevue Hospital in Niskayuna, New York. They they wrapped her in those, those little blankets. She had severely clubbed feet, and we were really scared, and we dedicated her to the Lord Jesus. We prayed for you. We didn't know who you were, where you come from. But we were confident that one day this little girl would grow up loving Jesus and God is going to bring her a man. And we think that prayer has been answered. So thanks a lot for joining us, Pastor Chad. Hey, uh, podcast family, you're getting to know my heart, getting to know my family. I'm really proud of them. And thank you for being part of my team. And uh, God bless you. See you next time. I love you.